0: a great Sunday. Thank you for joining us right here on itrnradio.com.
1: It is 8 p.m. on the eastern seaboard of these United States, and you are here to enjoy another episode of Everyday Lessons. Now, my name is Dr. Mala Luncheon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taryn Jaiga-Kalando. Hello, hello, hello,
2: hello. Welcome, we everyone. we are
1: ready to go.
2: Yes, welcome, How are everyone. you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I hope everybody had a beautiful weekend. I hope everybody had a beautiful weekend. You not hearing me?
0: Yes, sir.
2: All right, nice. I can hear you now. Nice, beautiful. Hope everyone had a a good weekend. Well, we... uh, Well, and you guys as well. It's Memorial. It's Memorial weekend as well. And, well, it's a holiday weekend on this end. Um, We celebrate something called Indian Arrival Day tomorrow. So, for those of you with any Trinidadian roots out there, we say... Happy Indian arrival tomorrow. And to the ones in the U.S., well, it's Memorial this weekend for you guys. Are you hearing me now?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I can hear you now.
2: All right. Good to go. So we are back, as always. Um, We had a beautiful show last week. Beautiful show last week. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to fully continue. (laughs) We're going to touch on some of the things because it was really interesting. It was. a nice. It was.
1: It was. It was indeed. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. And, And you all... Continue to live up to the name of the crazy in the U.S. It, it takes, listen. and it continues every day when you, when you read, um, some of the comments from some of the senators, some of the people in Congress. Like, for this entire week, I was triggered by Ted Cruz. Just his lack of empathy alone makes you, indeed. Not you always rethink life when you listen to him speak, you know? So, um, indeed, for those who are going through those struggles, we say all I can say is just keep your head up, continue fighting the good fight. And I always believe that, in due time, um love always wins, so it's a matter of being patient at this point. so yes, yes.
1: indeed, yeah, so I mean it it you know as as the legendary and prophetic Robert Nesta Marley said to us, he, all those years ago, and it still remains true, you know, when you think it's peace and safety, and then it's sudden destruction. Because we didn't think that so quickly after that Buffalo example, we would have had Tuesday happen right on its heels and to be even worse than anything we had seen in the past few years, Elsie, few years. Um, and we're still reeling now from that fallout because everything that you hear as an explanation or as some, some kind of reasoning, um, you know, it, it really is, um, what should I say? Out of alarming, disappointing, you know, all of those phrases that you, you still try to wrap your mind around what really happened. Um, and I don't know that we actually have the answers to figure out where we go next. Um, you know, it would seem like it's a simple thing. But you, you and I had spoken about the New Zealand, um, the head of state, who just said simply, you know, after this thing happened in in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty thirteen, I think it was, when there was a shooting, yeah. mm. then you know the next thing, you know, they just fixed the legislation, so it it wasn't this big wrangling and you know big hoopla about it. This had to happen because she did not want her private citizens to be armed more than the military was. Fair. Seems simply enough, you know, seems simply enough, but. Here we are again, you know, having to deal with another sort of fallout and, and having to understand, um, you know, yeah, but that that might be so, you know, Colette is saying that the head sheriff is in big trouble. He waited 77 minutes. But then if if they were following the protocol that was established, um, which I think says that a specific set of people had to enter the school first or had to have to enter um, an active shooter scene first, then that's his hands were tied. But, you know, they're now still saying that the police uh, um, erred. Um, and today I heard that someone said to a parent, well, their child may have lived, had the police acted sooner.
0: How do you say that? Well, they didn't err on the side of caution, though. Because
1: no, 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 not at it, all. I don't
0: think it was yeah. caution, they don't, yeah, so it's there were several helpful. children that called yeah. 911 asking for help. Right, and right. They did not respond. So it should never take, and two months before this event, they were in training for an active shooter. Mm-hmm. So it should never take 77 minutes before they respond, no matter what their training says. When you have an active situation, and I don't want to say it like that. When there is an active situation, there are other things that need to kick in. Maybe of not apply because right. we've got babies here who cannot fend for themselves. Right. So they should have been thinking outside of their training and they should have used more common sense.
1: But I'm not I'm not understanding how they would not have had training for school situations school. when we have exactly. had several. You know? Yes. So I feel I feel like the mass shootings here have been more in schools
0: than in other places. Right, so, and there was another one in Oklahoma. One person at a festival. One person was killed and seven were injured. So these things are happening in any area. Right, right. Every day of the week, you've
1: had you've had several school shootings
0: now. Yeah. So they must. There's there two people established for that. Right, there have I, been two hundred and twelve since the beginning of this, this year, year alone. This yeah. year alone, and we're not yeah. even into July. The
3: first mm-hmm. Part of the yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah. even into July. Yeah. If I can also so add, there are... mm-hmm, sure. If I can also add, firemen don't have to be told when to go into a burning building. Um, number one, and number two, I think it's interesting that. Police officers have a greater response to mm-hmm. protests than they did an active shooter at an elementary school. So I think there's something there fundamentally wrong. And quite frankly, I think it's reasonable that the FBI is now looking into this because this was something that is unfounded. You don't have random police officers who are already there on the premises who don't know how to subdue a suspect, an armed, obviously armed suspect, who's right outside of their building. They see the person upon approach. They don't know how to subdue the suspect. I bet you if that was a child who came on campus with a gun, then they would have responded in a way that also would have been in the media. But I think it's interesting that firemen don't have to be told when to enter a burning building. Also, protests are handled with SWAT gear. So something's Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but a
1: number of agencies did show up though but what i don't know and i didn't look at it in terms of geography is where each station is in relation to the school like i don't know how far the police station is how far the fbi people came from where the border patrol came from i don't know because remember it's a rural town so you know they may have they may have a a police station that may not
3: be as heavily manned and equipped to deal with that type of situation. They actually do because some of the police officers had kids that went to that school, which meant it was small enough for that to be a district school based on where those people lived. Police officers, okay. active duty police officers, right. have children that attend that exact I noticed school. the deputy sheriff, his granddaughter, was at that yeah, school. Yeah, and yeah. Daughter so... and,
0: and one of the other officers had a daughter that went to that school. And one of the parents, whose child was hurt, gone, mm-hmm. he was comforting a girl that was covered in blood. And she said she was only trying to protect her best friend. And he said, "Oh, Who was your best friend?
1: Oh, yeah. I think Taryn told me that story, but he, I think yeah. the version of it was that she put blood on herself so that the shooter would think that she were dead.
3: Okay. That's correct. And, yeah, she was the one that right, did that. Right, Oh, my yeah. God. He was her, it was his so now she, she is going
1: to end up, you know, with with survivor's guilt. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what happens there. But one of the things that, if, if I could like something that is coming out of this, Um, One of the things that I like is the fact that we are now talking openly about mental health, albeit a cover, but we are talking about it. So, you know, sometimes you have to take any straw that is passing because, you know, you're really clutching at straws. And I feel like that is that is where this, this one is leading with the mental health, because mental health came out too quickly when the first thing should really have been gun control, um, and, and that's why there are numbers, people are protesting in numbers in Texas right now. Um, so I feel like we still have a way to go in terms of what is the appropriate response. And speaking of appropriate responses, if anybody had a chance to see anything that, um, former President Trump said yesterday, um, you know, talk about being tone deaf, you know. And oh yeah. He
2: was totally, he was totally left field. Yeah. And I am, I, I am. I am convinced that um, they realize that that is the approach that they need to take, because they have so much as pseudo fans, so they maintain the exact position all the time because it's what's written. Mm-hmm. They don't operate in a space of common sense. They don't operate in a space right. of empathy. That's they don't operate right. in a space You're of, right, of just, just love and care. It's just like an agenda. And it's written down, so it's like you wake up in the morning and you get a WhatsApp message. You know, some people send like we were joking the on it Friday, or you have an aunt or uncle send you a good morning message every morning. Hi, hi, good morning. What did that moron say? say? What did that so, moron say? So, he's so
0: I, moronic. He gives a whole new <laughs> meaning to moron. A well, you know, I, I
1: think, but but not just him though. Who there, there's somebody writing the speeches because he's not the one writing the speech. What was really true, but. But remember,
0: when he was in the White House, he went off script all the time. This time he didn't. He,
1: yesterday, the, the one thing that, that really was cryptic for me, he asked for a moment of silence, right? So he has a moment of silence and he's reading these 21 names. So he's reading the names in a more staccatoed tone, So he, as he normally would. So he says, like, first name, space, last name, and then a bell tolls. And then again, first name. So he does this twenty-one times.
3: Oh, you're Exactly and right. That is so creepy. It was cryptic. yeah. And then
1: at the end of it, now he, when he's done speaking, he's doing this, you know, this jig that he does on stage. I'm like, but wait, this, these two things don't go together.
2: Correct, uh, because again, as I said, it's all scripted. It's like the 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 people on the wrong table decided, okay, how are we going to deflect? The deflect the deflection is. It's not the cause of guns. Guns is not the issue. The issue is mm-hmm. a, is a, is an unstable door and mental health.
1: Right. 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 So now right. the doors need to be strengthened. I don't know if you heard that. He said that yes. we need stronger doors.
2: Stronger doors. And we need to arm, be from the inside. Arm, arm and train teachers. Why should I be an educator... And need to go and take a, a gun course, a self-defense course, a, a, a rapid machine gun fire course to save children should in case there's a shooting. When, mm-hmm. what they're saying is, if you look at the statistics, it's all about prevention. Nobody's saying don't sell guns. It's like what the New Zealand president did. What she decided to do is she said outright, I am not going to disarm my military. I want my military yes. to have guns. Yes. But yes. I don't think a civilian should have an AR. Oh, and, I, oh. and an
0: 18 year old high school Correct. civilian.
2: Correct. So, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. do. Those guns are not allowed. Maybe you can buy like a handgun. That's fine. Because if we're being fair, a 18 year old with a handgun, I'm not saying that it's 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 just as bad. But if he had no access to automatic weapon, he would have been way more easy to disarm. He wouldn't have the opportunity to kill as much people. People lives would have been saved.
1: Right. Right. And, and also. What is interesting is that he cannot buy a handgun until he's twenty-one.
2: Right, right.
1: You can
0: buy an assault-style rifle, but you cannot buy a handgun. Yeah, I am That's not you know a... what? And and Kiana just put in the chat that every single mass shooting has been done with an AR. Now mm-hmm. let me say this, and then I'm going to be quiet. Let me say this. I am not a gun owner, but I'm going to be, and I do feel that every person, especially women, Especially men should have some kind of device. I do feel that very strongly. California is riddled with home invasion robbers, where people are following people home and assaulting them and killing them and taking their possessions. And uh, one of the most famous record presidents and producers, his wife was shot and killed. Yes, I remember that. Able to yes. follow her home. It's just on and on. One of the Beverly Hills housewives, he, this guy was able to follow her home, go in her house, hold a gun to her head and and begin to taunt her, tell her he was going to kill her and all these things. I believe wholeheartedly in it. What I do not believe in is allowing mental health people to go about their business and do whatever they decide they need to do when there are many, many signs that this person has an issue. I do Great. not believe, I don't believe if a, if a gun is sitting on a desk or locked in a cabinet, it's going to do any damage. It's not going to do any damage until some person who has an issue gets their hands on it. So mm-hmm. if we don't do anything to corral and to mitigate mental health issues, crazy issues, no matter who they are, from we're going to have a problem and i'm going to say this i have several friends who've had interaction with law enforcement and with child protective services because one or both parents have mental health issues well in the state of california the mental health professionals professionals are not allowed to remove children from the home even if it is clear as the wall that you are sitting at has mental health issues. And if the child protective services says, do you feel like you are going to harm yourself or someone else? And the answer is no. Are you a danger to your kids? No. Are you a danger to somebody walking down the street? No. Mental health and the police department and the sheriff say, nothing I can do. Mm. Nothing I can do. The same thing happens at schools, at the school that I work for. The same thing happens in Altadena, right here on Marengo, where the guy went in as the sister was on Zoom conducting her meeting and stabbed her 28 times. Wow. Mental health. He also got her brother. Mental health. That, the mother of those two people was my mother's best friend. Okay. You have mental health issues all over every city, every town, every location, mm-hmm. everywhere, and mm-hmm. nothing is being done about it. And then we cry and we pray and we come up with all these things about gun control. When are you going to stop people with mental issues? When are you going to well, stop? Currently, well,
1: that is what is that's what's on the on the top of the agenda right now. But it it is it is so I think as a stopgap measure. As a, because I think the real issue is accessibility to guns. Because if an 18-year-old with mental health issues or not could get a gun, because you could be intent on harming somebody and not necessarily have a diagnosed mental illness. So, you know, and we wouldn't know now because there's no way to diagnose him. However, hmm. what we could say is that he was a troubled teen, troubled because his apparently Whatever. his grandmother was, was saying to the dad, had he seen you, he would have shot you. But what is interesting for me is that both parents, because the mom made a separate statement and it may be, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or whatever, but the mom too said, I hope that nobody thinks ill of my child.
0: Yes, yeah, she said what? he's not a sponsor and she did. she's not, what? he's not a monster. And she did say that. And I read that she says, my son is not a monster. He's not a monster.
1: Yeah, and yes, he is. The, the child's father, too, was saying, you know, he wished that he had killed him instead of killing all these people. And he doesn't want anybody to think badly of his child. So Here I you. know, in, like- general, in general, Hispanic people are very um, concerned with what others think of them image mm-hmm. is a big thing for them and huge, is. huge and so for them a hispanic and i worked for years with a, a hispanic woman here who if she had to call a customer and disappoint them because something could not be done she would lose her mind it could not it, and it, nine out of ten times it's not her fault if there was an issue like something was delayed if if the delivery was going to be late or whatever she would go into physical fits because she doesn't want people to think it was her fault. And at first I couldn't understand it. And then I realized, I realized that this was a pattern and so on. And then afterwards I'm like, this is a cultural thing. It's really not just her. Cause you know, she's concerned about what people would think about, um, you know, if her children get to school late and if, if like when, covid first started and she had to pull children from school you had to be tested to make sure that you could go back whether or not your child was one of the ones um, diagnosed and she would always be keen to make sure that the children had the paper because she didn't want anybody to think that it was a reflection on her and I, I was like wow this is really intense but you know I understand how and, and we have to be able to understand how cultures function to yeah. be able to work in, in this diverse situation that we live in, you know? Wow. So it, it, it really is one of those things. Can wow. I see you have your hand up. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was just going to maybe point to something that's more fundamental, um, which is the United States is a capitalist society, meaning fundamentally and culturally money is primary. That is your main yeah. function in life. That's your you're supposed to basically orbit <laughs>
2: you all things money. In life.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: yes. And you everything heard, you're, you heard that Erin?
1: you need to yes. orbit all
3: orbit. things money. All things money. And every single society that kind of uh cozies up to that ideology um is going to experience the fallout from that. And what and I think what my point is by saying that is when you have these sorts of mental health situations from a society that looks like it has everything. Mm -hmm. But when you think about how it got everything, there was some mental illness in the way that it achieved everything that it's thought to have. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. mental illness, even the way that this country was started was mental, was what what you can call what we're calling now mental illness. 100% violence and actually like
0: violence. violence, that's so right
3: there was no, it wasn't started by some really great ideas, some very ethereal, plain kind of you know, ideologies it was not started was by no, anything there was
1: zero kumbaya
3: Zero. <laughs> like <laughs> the opposite of whatever kumbaya. yes, the opposite of that so I think <laughs> what we're looking at is is a society birthed in mental mm-hmm. illness, The soup of mental illness, and it's never stopped, ever. What we mm-hmm. have learned is how to tell each other about each episode quicker, because at the end, what, what happened, what was going on, There, there's never not been a hanging, right, of some sort. If, if now hanging is, lynching is, is somehow outlawed as of 2021, right, talk about progress. Um, but also, but you can now go into a school and shoot it up. A school, someplace where you think your kids are supposed to be safe and blah, 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 but -hmm. now you have all these people and you're like, oh, my God, mental illness. Oh, these are not isolated situations and incidences. These are cultural incidences because we have a culture of violence, a culture of robbing, stealing, pillaging, genocide, and that is what has... That's when every person born into this society, formatted by this society, that's kind of what you have to always try to stay away from, honestly. And Uh if, and some people don't have the chance to come into the awareness that they need to escape it. So they get sucked up by it and then they become it and then they show up at Robb Elementary. So it's, it's, and it, it, it's, um, racial, yes, because that too is part of the fabric of the United States, not America. Uh America is Uh a continent. The United States is a country. I'm speaking specifically about the United States. So Uh when we really look at the fabric of that which is the U.S., it doesn't really matter how many guns you do or don't have. You have to look at the cultural fabric of the place, the actual expectation, and the reason that these politicians are so willing to turn a blind eye and look at this as a promotional opportunity or lack thereof for them,
1: because that's all it's ever been. Is there a way that we could incorporate
3: community accountability? We've always actually, I I feel like we've always done that. But at the end of the day, when you have a person whose wiring is just off because what of, uh, of where they, they exist, it's just off. You can have that cultural. I'm saying that because I
1: know, Um, There are instances where people say, oh, well, that's not my business, and they they go about their own business. But then in other situations where someone who is an adult can say, well, what are you doing? No, 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 I'm going to call the police. Or as in the case of an incident that happened on Friday at a school in Queens where Mm. a 16-year-old child, Said to classmates, "I am going to buy a gun and come and shoot up this school." And mm-hmm. they called the police, and the police right. came and arrested him. So nope. people have to be aware that you know if something like that happens, you don't just laugh it off and say, "Oh, stop it! What are you doing?" You
0: right. right. don't. But but what has happened in all public schools is, and I'm I'm speaking from experience. As I mentioned several times, I've worked at Crenshaw High School we used to have school police on campuses. LAUSD, which is the second largest school district in the nation, not really. However, they went from 246 officers down to something like 143, 153. Lost all of those. Most of it was due because so many people in communities said, we don't want police on our campuses. Then we had BLM that said defund the police. Mm. Then we had people going on a rampage talking about defund LAPD, defund the sheriff's department, defund this, defund. They found everything that they could that was wrong. They never thought that things would happen on the campuses at their school. Mm -hmm. I've had many, many instances where I had to interact with school police and they told me, Mrs. Williams, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do because people in the community said we don't want the police on the campus. They're mm. harassing our no, kids. No, no, no.
1: But, but when I when I'm saying community, I'm not talking necessarily about organized groups like. No, I'm not talking about organized. Thing, I'm know? talking
0: about parents. I'm,
1: uh, I'm talking, talking about, about if you see something, say something. That kind of thing. That's don't what i that They don't.
0: The reason they don't do that is because the first thing in their mind is that's the pig defund the police. They don't think. First, safety. They mm-hmm. don't think that. They mm-hmm. think that's the And case then case.
1: also, if we think of the influence, the, the, the rap music that has come out of the exactly. West Coast, exactly. you come from exactly. that snitches get stitches kind of mentality. That's right. that's so right. you, you have to erase that. Yes, Darren?
2: Yeah, but me, All right, take someone like me from the outside looking in, right? Trying to balance both sides.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I understand the importance of policing. Mm-hmm. We understand the importance of policing. But when a place like, and we're talking specifically here to LA, right? LAPD from outsiders, anybody else around the world. When you hear LAPD, just as much as you hear the rap music, what you hear is, when you have to ask anybody, you can go to Timbuktu and say, right, let me get the first impression of what you think about the LAPD. You know what they're going to get. Corruption. You're going to hear... um just 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 bad policing because it's been so much bad highlighted from them and they never found a way to really tap into in the community and build trust mm-hmm. so the, there's a big it's, there's a big disconnect and then the then music just, you hit, you hit only the of on the bad
0: right you hit the nail on the head there is a gigantic mistrust and disconnect i've been on school campuses where a an a parent went to the school And began fighting the student. And when I started calling, everybody started calling. We're all running. We're all trying to get the kid. We're all trying to get the girl. We're trying to get everybody. And the police finally get there. And they're walking the mother out in handcuffs. And what does she do? She turns to me and says, please, no, please, please. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. (laughs) No. Yes, she did. And I said, well, I should have been at work then. You don't come to a school. You don't come to a campus and fight a student and then beg us not to send you to jail, okay? Because everybody had to be called in at that point, okay? Because parents come to schools with guns, okay? Parents
3: come to school and fight students. I just want to say, I don't mean to interrupt but I'm loving the hell out of this conversation. But also, (laughs) I want to (laughs) say also (laughs) that when you have parents that are coming to school and they're fighting for their kids or they're fighting for any any other reason there's so much unbalance there there's no there's Absolutely. no balance in this so country so you have yeah. these moms who are and I've seen this in San Dimas actually and I grew up in a so-called whitish if it you will neighborhood thing. yeah but I saw <laughs> this there too but here's the thing you have these Parents who are fighting for their children because they are dealing with such multi-layered di- at, what's the word not discrepancies but disparities that they did not dysfunction dysfunction, dysfunction, dysfunction dysfunction but also disparities that were imposed mm-hmm. upon them by this society they didn't but, do it themselves so it's not all 100 it's not 100% the fault of the mom who's fighting yes, for it her is. kid yes, it but is. it's is. I'm at with you what point, at what point what is point? it not dokiana because Thank how you do well, as because an when you have when you have a system to
0: a Cool. No, no,
1: when, no. when you have a system,
3: system
2: no. then no. because when <laughs> you, you have someone else jack. No, 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 no. Listen. No. no Kiana. I no. No. let me see being the only male p male voice on this <laughs> panel tonight. Yes. I am on Kiana's side. Let me explain. Yeah, let me explain. As a father, hold on, two <laughs> girls, Right? And you see now the climate that we are now, we recently, and Amala will, will vouch for me, because I, I talked about it on our show recently. <laughs> we just experienced something very similar here in Trinidad that was viral. A father went to school and manhandled a young man hmm. who was physically and verbally harassing his daughter. Hmm. Right? He went through all the channels of sending the school an email, they suspended, the, they suspended the boy but he came back to school and he proceeded to do the same thing right so people were appalled <laughs> and everybody was coming down on me and saying so what are you doing so you're not going to because it, it, it ended up in a situation where the young man was showing aggression to the father so the father went there to have a conversation about touching his daughter inappropriately and telling his daughter wrong things and on top of that the young man had some words for the father So the father then took it upon himself to treat the young man as a regular guy in the street. So it got violent really quick. It went from zero to a thousand real fast. So what Kiana is saying is, not say, you can't condone it because you will think as an adult, and this is what Colette is trying to say, you should know better as an adult. But what Kiana is saying, society, depending on where where these individuals are from, if we're being honest, Right. Okay. Okay. The people who operate yeah. in that manner are from depressed communities.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and, yes. yeah. and and remember the teacher that was caught on camera where the kid went into the classroom and the kid was in that teacher's face calling him names, doing all kinds of things. This may have been a situation like that. And the man, you could see that the man had had enough.
2: Right. And I se-
0: I have seen it. I've been on campuses where kids take it to another level. I got that. I understand all of that. And, uh, and, and something has to happen in the very beginning. That's where social emotional training comes in. In. Well, I was going to okay. go back to that because
1: now I'm reminded of when we launched this book and we had a, a, a meeting with some faculty in DC and one of the teachers came to me after and he said, listen, Dr. Luncheon, I'm so happy you're doing this work because I work in a school where if I tell a child that I'm going to call their parent, they're like, so what's that supposed to do? And, and he doesn't know how to deal with that's stuff like that. Best. He and said, that's a I fact. need this in schools, you yeah. know? But I mean... Yeah. We, it's but it's not just schools though. And that's no, why you're saying no. at home, at work, at play, because you can't forget the training that you have. So that but, mother who having lost her sense and sensibility went up into the people's school and decided to and you know. We, throw hand we, can, hand.
2: we can't excuse we cannot excuse manipulation as well, which is something yes. I can't deal with. Children yes. of Correct. no time are Correct. super manipulative because this child could have been going home every day saying, Mom, miss whoever It's continuously bullying me. Mm -hmm. And because and it could be just the mere fact that your daughter or son doesn't want to do the work, so they're looking for an excuse to blame not the self but the teacher. So it's not that they're not doing the work. It's the fact that they don't want to do the work. And they know that, listen, if I push back enough and let my mom believe or my dad believe that the problem is the teacher is picking on me, but if the parent in that position as we always advocate for have the correct conversation exactly with the teacher exactly. then exactly. we can then come to what you also have to remember going back to keelana's point the reason conversation was not there is because that parent was not taught was not taught how to converse and how to sit and have a proper conversation so she's by default came up in a system of oppression and she yeah. too much went to school and got abused or God looked over and teachers didn't take her on so she had mm-hmm. this, now I'm grown see what the teachers did to me and I'm going to do to my child so I'm going to do it inside right. and not right. teach her a lot.
1: so that trauma is, so the trauma is still there so trauma is still there so we have to
2: remember that people operate differently in different spaces sure. like I saw sure. I saw, I've interviewed us recently with somebody admitting to the fact that hey I look like you guys, this is a black guy was talking here, you see but um. Not. He was a little embarrassed to say, "I do not understand what none of you all are talking about." <laughs> I went to Ivy League school. My parents were. I at my 16th birthday, I got Alexa truck <laughs> You understand? I lived and in his and in his. We're, in, we're
1: not in, in the same boat at all. Same sea, but. In, it, in, in it,
2: his yeah. defense, in his defense, mm-hmm. it was so genuine because he was like, "I want to relate." But I can't right. because right. I was never exposed to it. Robert. He has no clue.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the, in the areas such as South Central LA, and South Central begins in the north, in these so-called uh, uh, South Central, in the areas that are underserved, in all of these areas where things go on, we give more length and more space than you could ever imagine. Both of you have had lots of interaction at schools. But I'm telling you, I've had, it took decades before I was ever cussed out. But I I think I mentioned to you about the day I called, I stopped one of my favorite students and I said, you cannot come in here looking like that. And she begged me, Mrs. Williams, please don't call my mother. Please, please don't call my mother. And I said, I don't have a choice. You know, I am the uniform popo. And if you come (laughs) to school looking like that, you know, I've got to call your mother. I went in my office. I called her mother. I have never in my entire life been as many MFs as she called me. Wow. Okay. Oh, (laughs) did she call me? The principal, the folks in the main office, we were all MFs of another kind. Okay. Can I and 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 in order to mitigate those things, it's a challenge because there are parents who shouldn't be parents. And they don't... Okay, And they don't understand that they have a responsibility to the child, to the school, to the community, to themselves. They don't get that know, part.
1: Kiana, before you make your point, mm-hmm. in, in that case, we need to treat people the way that we treat first-generation people. So we have to, and I say first-generation, understanding that in some instances, like yesterday, I saw something that was really beautiful, where this, it because it's Asian-American, Pacific, island a month. And there was this one um, young girl who has formed a mentor mentee program. And she is doing it because a number of people who are 14 years and under do not have somebody who speaks English in the household. And so for these children to get a fair chance of getting into right college and whatever, and they live in depressed areas in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And what she's done with her mentorship program is to put them with people who can actually assist them in that little gap between 14 years and getting into college. And so people who've already gone through it and whatever, and that is little gap there is the same gap that we need for people who who should not be parents you know so if we can have the children put with better mentors then that would be that would be okay Kiana go ahead with your
3: point yeah I I just wanted to draw attention to the I guess the thing that is usually unsaid in these sorts of situations or these conversations. And Mm -hmm. I've had the benefit, if you can call it benefit, I've had the benefit of experiencing both the black world and the white world. And growing up in in an all-white society with very little of others, others, Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. us and anybody Mm -hmm. else, um, I have seen that the only difference in terms of traumatic experiences and these off-the-hook expressions of traumatic experiences. The only difference is the way that we handle it, the way that Mm -hmm. it's handled. So perception is literally everything in these. And what I mean by that is you might have in these schools, you might have the mom that comes to the campus Balls you out because you called her about her daughter's outfit and you've been mm-hmm. called every other kind of I'm MF. Out. She out. not
0: ball us out. She called us MFs <laughs> and everything coming and going. That's the nice way of saying it. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> ball us. Had she balled us out, that would have been something different. She called us I'm sick of you, MFs. you mf gone you no no
3: no. Has no, no. she balls us and out? I'm just gonna say, say this. Okay. I'm just gonna say <laughs> this. I wish that I would have had something a little bit more direct like that, so that that. I understood what was actually happening with my teachers because it took me several years, starting with the first grade to understand the mind F that I was enduring that didn't have MF at the forefront of the Mm -hmm. verbiage. I had more of the mental anguish that I had to figure it. It didn't take me until Mrs. Gratz, mommy, if you remember Mrs. Gratz, fifth grade. It didn't take me until Fifth grade to understand what I was actually enduring—that was rampant, very much on fire, racism—and it didn't come with cuss words. Which, honestly, I say it again, I wish it would have, because I would have known a little bit sooner. I would have known sooner. I would have understood. Yes, but then also, but then also, remember Jenny Ezzo? Her, she was her mom was thrown down the stairs when I went to go to play at her house up the street. It wasn't until several years later that her mom divorced her dad. But while I was at the house, and I mean, Jenny, Jenny, as though is not the first person who, the, not the first friend that I had who, when I go to their house to go play and visit and blah, 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 that the mom and dad didn't have some extremely explosive situation take place. So mm. I'm drawing attention to mm-hmm. merely but it the way. With it differently. They're dealt with differently. It's trauma at the end of the day. Yes, yes. It's just dealt with very, 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 very differently. And so I think when it comes to, you know, the people that we we like to draw attention to in the so-called hoods and the cuss words and the short shorts and whatever else that we draw attention to, well, let's not pretend like Timmy, Bob, Chris, Hank and, you know, whoever else out here in the valley is not dealing with something, quite frankly, far more volatile because Mm -hmm. I knew Mm -hmm. more kids that committed suicide than I've ever known in my life. I just asked my father the other day, who's been a teacher at Jefferson High School for a 100 years, when did you ever have a shooting at the school? It took him Five minutes to think about when he had a shooting at his school <laughs> right. and, to, and to to think of me. Well, mm-hmm. there, there was that one kid and then there was that one kid. But at my school, I knew about multiple suicides before I finished the 12th grade so wow. th- we, we we really have to think about perspectives we have to think about presentation because america is nothing without its presentation and we know that whiteness in america is all about presentation, presentation. we want to look like we have money we want to behave like we have money it doesn't matter that i just threw my wife down the stairs it doesn't matter that i just blew my kid's head off in the closet and you know it doesn't matter that i'm the CEO. i'm the ceo at the end of the Day. So we Mm -hmm. cannot forget the human element that exists beyond the marketing, beyond the presentation, beyond all of that. And we can't demean those that we consider, and I put in quotations, in the hood. We can't think that those are the worst communities in the world because they're literally not. Don't go to San Dimas and think you're going to be safe. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And and I don't think we're alluding to that either. We're not alluding to that because. Mm -hmm. Even in white communities where white kids have access to everything, Mm -hmm. even then, you've got a multitude of things. You've got parents who go to schools who, I dare you, I've got my pistol in my pocket, and I dare you to say something to my child. And these
3: mass shootings mostly
0: are held by
3: dot, dot, dot. White kids. Mm
0: -hmm. White kids. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: That's clearly understood. But just as Dr. Amala said, we have to begin at the source Mm -hmm. we have to begin at the source and we've become a society where nobody wants to take responsibility for anything i don't Mm -hmm. care what it is nobody wants to be held responsible or accountable america is a
1: society where because it's such a litigious society people are scared to offer genuine help. So I remember when I first moved here, it was either my sister or my mom who said to me, listen, if you see anybody in distress on a train or whatever, do not touch them. Do not offer to help. And I'm like, what? And it took me a while to wrap my head around the fact that, you know, if you offer help as an untrained person, whereas in the Caribbean, if somebody falls, you run to grab them or whatever. You know, you try to help there before the formal help comes. Here, you could shift somebody incorrectly and then you end up getting sued. That does not obtain in the Caribbean. So it it the culture is completely different. So to Keanu's point, how Caucasian people deal with their own traumas and turmoil and whatever, they do whatever it is and then come out for that picture tomorrow like nothing happened. Everybody will show up and be smiling and be picture perfect.
2: We live in our face. Western, uh, and especially yeah. West Indian people, we live right here. You yeah. see that tea spot that they talk about in makeup and everything else, this tea <laughs> you, we live in that space. You can know when a mother is not pleased.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, oh
2: yeah. When your friends come over, trust me, oh, they yeah. want to know that his mother is not happy and I, I shouldn't stay. Right. I've been to many homes. Right. In my when I reach and I call in my house, pa- and I reach up Hi, Auntie Sherry. From the time you see Andy your face, you know it's a double pack and head back mm-hmm. over the Caucasian community. What Kiana was just saying, your you will go there and your mom will just get pushed down the staircase. Might have mm-hmm. a fractured elbow, a fractured hand, and mm. will still treat you like everything is normal. Like,
3: everything is fine. Yes, everything yeah. It fine. was so terrifying. Yeah, yes, yeah. Everything
2: is fine, but nothing. And not in our of,
1: And it's not even it's not even poise the pressure. It's just being able to suppress that exactly what you feel So right. you know having that having the so the awareness the self-awareness to know that you don't you know make a big deal in front of others because as Kiana said there were others there you know so it's something that happens behind closed doors and it's one of the reasons that you actually have and it seems okay when people end up in these sort of um like in Amish communities and so on where they're inbred because those things are normal and get swept under the rug. And if you look at it and you really think of how the, the Catholic Church was able to get away with what they got away with for so long, initially they started doing it to their own. So because they don't complain on each other, because now if you get the police involved and you drag the husband who's the CEO away and he goes to jail then you don't work, in nine out of ten of those instances, the woman is the housewife. So she is, is under the impression that, you know, it may be okay for him to do this because I probably did something wrong. And that is the the attitude and impression that we have to get away from. People need to understand that it is not your fault when someone sort of approaches you with violence or something like that, you know. But we have to look at where the influences come from. And As we were talking about last week, those influences could be things that you have seen. And in your friend's case, she probably, if she goes on to have a, a relationship where there is violence or whatever, it seems normal to her. Because she saw it being done to her mother. Her mother was put down the stairs when she was a little girl. Okay, well maybe I should not have served the soup cold or whatever it is that you did to got, to, to to allow you to be you know treated like that. Yes. And so there's influences.
2: Also, there's also and there's also the influence of that too, like the old the older teachings where you see aunties and mummies telling their daughters, "Listen, your father did so and so and so and so to me, and I'm fine."
1: Exactly.
2: If your husband is doing this, so what? Exactly. You understand? It's like so what? Your your father did so 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 one you you okay? You get pushed down the stairs once. I had to do it like every every weekend. So why are you complaining for the one push? Right. What I'm saying. And you have. I'll
3: I'll be honest. I'll I'll be honest. It's it's never one shove down the flight (laughs) It's never. (laughs) It's never just one. No, it's it's
1: it, because that's that's probably like a culmination, you know. We had I remember as a child. Well, yeah, as a child. Um, so this had to be somewhere around ninety one, ninety between somewhere between ninety one and ninety three. There was this minister of government in Saint Lucia. He was married to a Caucasian woman. He was black, and his wife ended up at the hospital with some bruises and so on, and um, he apparently had in in the public opinion he had kicked her down the stairs but he said in Parliament that he had pushed her with his foot so you know it's it's really yeah for a long time for a long time bra was
2: known as the one kick, that he pushed his wife with his foot it's different uh push with your feet.
1: Well, you know, she ended up down the stairs, battered and bruises. So one, is one is better than the
0: other. Is that what I'm supposed to understand? It's when you the, push with it's push the same foot. thing. But he That's didn't. He thing. didn't kick her. Yeah, he push oh. her with so yeah. his kick awesome. her. He yeah. pushed her with his foot. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
2: that so, makes it different. Yeah. Kick will imply force, some sort
1: of violence. Oh. and you know, oh. violence. even
2: a shove, show, oh. a shove, oh. a shove with so, your feet will mean. Like a shrug, yes. so it's True. not as effective. So it oh. it, it it lessens, <laughs> it lessens the effect. Yeah.
3: So perhaps we the might... word should be "launched" then, because then you have <laughs> no <laughs> idea about how it happened. I launched her down the stairs. Okay, yeah. we we so, spent
1: we spent years to...
3: trying to, you know, oh my god,
1: negotiate. Really? What? Huh?
2: This person was a politician.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, he was a minister. Minister sport.
2: Well, right, so okay, it's 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 it, that's a that's a politician thing to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, very the much, that, very one much. of our ministers, I didn't ministers.
0: kick her, I pushed her with my foot. My I feet, didn't kick right. her, I didn't kick her. That's, <laughs> a,
2: that's a political because we struggled yeah. with a particular minister here one time on camera, like live on camera. So, him, um, cleaning some marijuana, putting it in the paper, preparing to smoke it, and do all of that live on camera. So, when they asked, but the reason why it was an issue is because it was. In the midst of a an, a state function, so it's like he stepped away from what? a state function oh to go God and to roll a joint. Mm-hmm. So we, as a society, nobody cares about the fact that you're smoking, it, mm-hmm. but it's when you did mm-hmm. it. So when asked, "Won't you only him?" Look at that video. You all really think that's me? Wow. <laughs> he said, "If you all believe that's me, we well, sorry on you guys, but I know that was not me." And he kept <laughs> pushing.
3: So the fact that she still has a banister branch still lodged in her tooth that doesn't matter. It's about perspective.
0: (laughs) That was your alter ego, right? Not you, but your alter ego. You have to
2: understand how politicians operate in a different space. That is why Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and all these people could feel so comfortable to stand on a podium after you know 20 people, 21 people have died. To (laughs) then turn and say, listen... The reason this happened is because we need stronger doors. Like, mm. really?
1: And yeah. the police need training. Because the police, police need too long to respond. No. Yeah. No. No. You know? That's not why they're It's, that it's happened. unacceptable. It's no. unacceptable. It's so, unacceptable.
2: Unacceptable. It's the same see, like it's I said, though,
1: Terry, it's, spin it's the rim. spin doctor in. Spin doctor in. So, it's if somebody comes in after, they listen to, they look at all the facts and they say, well, guys, this is what we're going to have to say for this one. You know, the police right now, you're under the bus, you know. Mm -hmm. We are putting you under the bus because we cannot touch these laws over here. So police, take one for the team.
2: Yeah, you all need training. The sad thing about that is, though, they with no goal, with no sort of anything, is going to ask for funding now to now fund a whole new program to train police for mass shootings.
3: Capitalism.
2: Right, (laughs) we
1: we back at that.
2: (laughs) So it's like, listen, we need more training for the police.
1: Everything orbits around money, Jared. Right. Right. Everything
2: <laughs> orbits around money. That is correct. As
0: everything. long as, as long as we remember that, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. But remember, Doctor Amala. Remember, we know that everything orbits around money, but we know it begins at the very beginning. We know it begins with that social, emotional training. It starts that at home. Everybody needs. It begins at home at birth. It doesn't begin after we all find out that you've got a mental problem. It begins at home. And when but I was the teaching issues- it- the issue still is, though, for
1: me, how did this child? And I have a lot of questions because that's I ask a lot of questions. But how did this child end up living with his grandmother? Obviously, his yeah. parents, he went to live with his grandmother yeah. when he turned eighteen, right?
2: And who he, there, he turned
1: eighteen, yeah. So the because there must have been he's
0: trying issues. To discipline him, right? There were issues because the the mother turned off the Wi Fi. The mother turned off the wi the grandmother turned off the Wi-Fi and he got mad at I believe it was the mother that turned off the Wi-Fi. So he got mad at her, got mad at the grandmother, went and shot the grandmother in the head, went back to social media, told the friend, the friend on social yeah. media yeah. that he shot the grandmother. The girl tries to call the police. She calls the authorities. The authorities said, okay, they didn't do anything about it until the call came from the school. Mm-hmm. So there was something going on, just like with Dylan Klebold in 1997 with Columbine. Remember the parents knew that those two boys were going into Dylan Klebold's bedroom, closing the door, having it blacked out, black curtains. They knew they had a thought that there was something sinister going on, but they also said, we didn't want to go in his room because of his privacy.
3: We didn't want to go in his room. Well, remember, that one? remember that We needed some Caribbean parents or some African they parents because they don't you don't have, have privacy in my house.
0: This is exactly. That's right.
3: Exactly. right. There's no
0: such thing as privacy. Now, Who remember, the there's there? a po- there's a politician and I believe he is, no, no, I'm sorry. He's not a politician. He is a news anchor person and he comes on TikTok. And he comes on TikTok, and he's showing you he the interaction between he and his daughter. Well, the daughter is saying, Dad, what are you coming into my room for? I need my privacy. He says, and you're right. Why am I coming into your room? And let me show you what that means. He goes to the door. He takes the screwdriver. He takes this screw out, that screw out. Oh, that's what that's I'm saying, because it sounds like it, you're, you wouldn't have a door. Right. He literally removes the door. And, he, oh, and yes. he says to the daughter, he turns to her and says, now you got privacy in my house. Okay. Yes. He That's literally removes to the door. That's I to read
1: this, this one thing in closing because I know we're going to wrap up now. I saw this meme this morning. It says, breaking the generational curse. Quit yelling exactly. at your kids before they go to bed and expect them to sleep well. Quit yelling at your kids in the morning right after they woke up before school and expect them to have a good day. You set the tone for your children. You set the tone for your voice that they will always remember in their heads. You become their inner voice. Don't be their inner critic. Speak life for your children. You set the tone for your voice that they will always remember in their heads. You became the inner voice. Don't be their inner critic. And someone in the group that posted that said, African parents have left the chat.
3: Yeah, because. I literally because. was just gonna say I've been yelled at for leaving clothes on my floor, under my bed, in the back of my closet. I've been yeah, I might still be getting yelled at right now. I've never shot up a school. <laughs> oh, okay. <goodness>. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so
1: this so. this sort of brick generational curses and with with, with sage and whatever else we're using, does not it? A good old
0: fashioned yeah. yelling? We'll keep people in there. Listen, not only the old fashioned yelling, but the old fashioned.
3: Oh,
0: okay. yeah. That, oh yeah. Listen, oh, okay. Yeah. I am yeah. a great person. I am a great person. And my father, now my mother was very lenient, but my father had that belt and had that hairbrush. OK, and hmm. we knew what it meant. We knew what exactly. It meant. OK, exactly. so they, the groundwork was set. The groundwork mm-hmm. was set Let me by tell both of my parents. It was set. And they did not spare the rod, especially
1: <laughs> my <laughs> father. Yeah, just reiterating, it was set. <laughs> <laughs> because she's still getting yelled at right now oh, okay <laughs> but guys, this has been an interesting discussion um you know i i have enjoyed it i had something else prepared but i wanted to give people the opportunity give you colette especially the opportunity to continue to talk about the thing we didn't touch on cardi b tonight which is good cardi, yeah, yeah, no oh. cardi b now has a wax statue and
2: There's No, granted. work statue?
1: Right, yes, right, and right. and Cardi B has Cardi B had an interview with David Letterman on on the show that's called My Guest Needs No Introduction. So you know, hey, what are we gonna do?
2: But oh, she did it, man. She did the Letterman show. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I you didn't see it yet, but I know it's oh. I know it's, it's on. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, she actually just did it. So this is. I'm like, wow, colette really likes this.
2: That's right.
1: But yeah. It's, it's almost nine o'clock, so we gotta wrap up and get out of here, but we're gonna be back next week with next some week, more Sunday. interesting conversations and we'd have another episode of Everyday Lessons Now. Have a fantastic week, guys. I'm Dr. Amala. Looking forward to talking thank to you, you next week again. Yes. Alright. Thank
2: you, guys. Thank Love you. Thank
0: you. And you. Thank you very much. You're that welcome. was great. Absolutely. We've got to, we've got to bring more social, emotional, training and conversation to the forefront so you guys are right on as always thank you so very very much we have got to take control of the narrative we have to do that and we're not going to let our kids fall into these kinds of traumatic situations we're not going to do that so i applaud both of you taryn calendar and dr amala munchen Thank you so much because you are where it begins. And thank you so very, very much. You have been listening to Everyday Lessons, and this is a lesson for every day and everyone. Thank you for joining us. Everyday Lessons Now with Dr. Amala Luncheon and Taryn Callender right here on itrnradio.com. And remember, we're on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We will bring you more discussion on the social, emotional, training that everyone needs don't try to think you can get around it because you can't you need it every day so thank you everyone join us again next week and tomorrow we've got mindful mondays have a good evening everyone take care